basics, and we'll kind of go from some, there light, for some, some lighthearted stuff. Yeah, before we... yeah. I don't want to dip my dip my dick into it too much here, yeah. so we'll go forth. Magic in general has been documented to go as far back as five thousand years. Yes, I said that. Should I said toe? I should have. <laughs> well, I was just about to make a food joke. Oh, would you really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Now, are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental? I don't know. Planes man. that they're building. And police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. There's this weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. Welcome everybody to Strange Uncles. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm the motherfucking stopwatch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I knew that fucking title would go right to your head, dude. God, it's just hey, too much. A promotion is a promotion and I will fucking take it. You give the man, <laughs> a, you give the man a little power and it <laughs> just goes right. straight to his head. That's right. Time for break. <laughs> what can't get you? Can't get you out of the studio because the door's not big enough. Jesus Christ. Anyway, so welcome everybody to uh, Strange Uncles. This is episode five, I believe, of uh, season three. We've made it this far so far. Just rolling right along. <laughs> Slowly but surely. It's like it never ends. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, first of all, I wanted to ask you guys real quick about, and I sent that link, but I'm curious, and, and I talk about it because this is our own backyard, and I'm kind of curious whether you read it or not, that Skinwalker link. Did you read that? Oh, yeah. Oh, the Vice article? The motherboard yeah. by yeah. Yeah. MJ Benias? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally read that. They're semi-trustworthy. Oh uh, yeah, I think so. Well, right. I think... Not I, really. Well, I think... Vice? No. I think MJ Benias mm. is 100% trustworthy. I, I yeah. think so, too. So. Uh, my friend Devin works there, and he's 100% trustworthy, but they also did, like, a really... They did uh, Virginia Antifa dirty right before that gun rally and, like, published a completely false article and... Mm. Refuse to. I mean, it's make a corrections. Or, it's a media outlet. Yeah, yeah like so. anyone else. I mean, they're all dirty in but their own little way. The author but. was MJ Benias, and it was super cool. And it kind of gave you a different look in, in thank you into the ranch I've, that yeah. I've never seen before, even with yeah. the documentary, even with the book. Yeah, yeah, that whole command center thing, and and the pictures they allowed him to take, and all. I was like, wow, yeah, what is going on here? Super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah that looked a lot more up to date than anything we've seen out of there before. Yeah, and it there was some kind of quote in there to where the guy was like if they were doing scientific research back then, he was kind of laughing at how maybe kind of ridiculous the, big Bigelow was actually going down that yeah, road. Yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. like we're actually doing some real stuff that would blow your mind and I think they have actually caught some pretty interesting stuff regardless of what yeah. it is and it seems like everybody on that ranch is a little like healthy skeptical. Uh, but there have yeah. been that's a there have I been got. things that have happened to the skeptical people that are like, well, that was fucking weird. Well, yeah. so you listened to Black Vault that one episode that I recommended, yeah, I did. right? And then so that was a guard that actually was hired and worked at the ranch, and the shit he was saying about day one, he arrived, he's got his duffel bag, he throws it on the bed, they go tour the ranch, they come back, shit's upside down, the bed's upside down. I mean, just no. it, it just uh, I I don't know. Well, well, I think, and that was during the uh, was, Nids like Bigelow era. That was before right. the the new owners. 
adamantium in, in air quotes which i'm gonna say here folks i will admit so i've been on the bandwagon that i really thought that this whole adamantium realty thing was just a front for bigelow and he backed off and he technically still owns it oh for sure that was my theory was that he just yeah. sold it back to himself yeah but. right but now it's like i don't know if that and that still could be the case but well, i don't know and i thought i read in that article where it said that in the when they were studying the ranch, the amount of activity versus the amount of activity now is like just, it's like there, it would, would barely happen back then. Like it would yeah, be like right, once right. a year, like it wouldn't even happen for a couple of years. And I, I think I read that the activity's really ramped up since That's, they've been on the right, property. Right. And, you know, I think they yeah. got more of a, it reads like they have more of a pattern and a routine. For how they're doing the research, how they're doing the testing. Mm -hmm. You know, they have a place out there called the pit where this is, they put this kind of experimental, you know, tool out here and this is what happens. It, it was just a very well read article, well yeah. written. I, I, I don't know. I, I liked it and I, I want to throw that out there for you guys. Um, it's out there on social media and uh, it's interesting. And the reason we mention it, for those of you who don't know, is because Salt Lake uh, is where our home is and we're only three hours from Skinwalker. And, you know, they've got that History Channel thing coming out. and uh, Ooh, I can't wait. Oh, man. Cannot yeah. wait. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and everything I've read from MJ Benias, and I've heard him on a million different podcast interviews and all that stuff. Right. He's a really down-to-earth dude from what I can gather. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he's not some crackpot that's Which just is like, refreshing. Ah, UFOs, yes. You know, yeah. like he's, he's yeah. really putting some thought into it and um, trying to take it from a logical standpoint yeah 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 in one and form or another. even though like yeah previous rant aside like all the stuff i've read off motherboard seems pretty mm -hmm. credible and legit yeah yeah we'll see we'll stand by and see where it, he's got a couple books out right or at least one i know yeah i think something man, ufo something something it's got to be about ufos i just don't know what so sorry folks you know we're not that we haven't got to those books yet we didn't have that information <laughs> up so I, I i'm pretty sure know. he just released a book but i don't want to yeah, go on record of saying that and then just looking like an idiot and have somebody yeah uh he ha his book yeah it came out in 2019 it's the ufo people a curious culture there you go that's the one well the reason i mention is because you know he seems very level-headed and that makes me segue into our Patreon. And we actually have some Patreon subscribers. And one of them called me the level-headed one out of this fucking bunch, <laughs> which blows my mind because I don't Was think it that's anyone the case. that actually fucking knows us. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, by the way. So um, I feel betrayed. Yeah. <laughs> I do. It's it's a, it's a shot in the heart. Well, and I don't even know the guy, and I love him already. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, sir. But um, anyway, with uh, that being said, hey, we are. Shane, um, yeah. If anyone was interested in our Patreon, where could they find that? Uh, they could find that at patreon.com slash strange uncles. Um, we are up. And I think you want to cover the tiers on that real quick? Uh, yeah. We, we launched uh, over the weekend. Um, there are several tiers you can select from. They all get you a little bit of bonus content besides the dollar one. Um, that's just if you want to support, but don't but we're going to say support that hard. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> uh, the $5 tier will get you some random, uh, well, random by what I mean by that is what time you'll receive them. It's unscheduled audio, video, just extra content. Uh, the $10 tier will get you all of that. Plus, uh, 
regularly scheduled uh, bonus content. And then uh, there's a top tier, a 25 tier, thank you, Ashers, um, that uh, gets you some some merch stuff and, and everything else that's included in the other uh, tiers, plus we'll uh, take your show suggestions. Seriously? Ooh, I forgot about yeah. that one. Mm. Possibly. Yeah. Well, not that we don't have a lot because we do have quite a lot, but uh, we thank everybody. Um, you know, and aside, if you're not a Patreon fan, become one. If you aren't quite ready yet, you can at least write us or email us, and we'll have those promos in the episode as we go. So, anyway, um, yeah. do you guys? We actually have a part tour here, one earned tour, and it's kind of cool. I'm excited. I do. We have anything else to cover real quick before we kind of roll into this? I just kind of want to roll that beautiful bean footage. You know, I don't really have anything else to cover to unless, add unless to what's you guys going on. do. Nope. Yeah. Well, for that being said, um, we have studied. Actually, I studied a book, um, and it was very interesting. It actually uh, was written quite a while ago, and it was revision. It's, I would say, it's kind of the Bible of of what these topics are about. And we're gonna dive into um, we're gonna dive into magic a little bit. So, open the gates. I do not view the search for individual power, including through supernatural means, as necessarily maleficent, and neither, I think, did Cavendish. Historically and psychologically, it is a fundamental human trait to evaluate, adopt, or avoid an idea based upon whether it builds or depletes our sense of personal agency. A living thing, Nietzsche wrote in Beyond Good and Evil, seeks above all to discharge its strength. Life itself is will to power. The difficulty is in making our choices wisely. And that is a quote from a Mitch Horowitz, uh, who revised and wrote the foreword for the book Black Arts. Most of the research for this episode stems off the book written by Richard Cavendish, known by the same name. Cavendish was a fairly well-known British historian and passed in 2016, which surprised me. It was not too long ago. I was like, wow, he was up there in, in his age. The magicians get old. Yeah, exactly. And this guy knew it, man. I'll tell you everything. Um, the book, The Black Arts, written in 1967, at the height of where Americans, as well as the rest of the globe, were looking back in ancient folklore and rites and rituals, is truly a book that defines every aspect of exactly what the subject and the world of magic entails. This book was revised in 2017 with an introduction written by Horowitz, which John just read, uh, who wanted to address where the world of magic and Richard's book held up 50 years later. It's funny how things such as Ronald Reagan's inauguration as a governor of California was scheduled at 12.10 a.m. by Reagan himself. Did anybody know that? Because I didn't no, know that. that when, yeah, I did know that. When you wrote that, I, that blew my mind. I was like, okay, well, that kind of makes sense. I feel like a lot of those world leaders and super elite people are into... They're all into like you know, astrology and yeah, weird. Like, I think more yeah. than we think. They all yeah. have yeah. shitty ass spiritual advisors. Like Trump's spiritual advisor is someone who uh, believes in the uh, wealth doctrine, where if you send her money, God will bless you. Oh Jesus Christ! Hey, I, I believe, didn't want to talk I about believe it. in that too. Um, <laughs> yeah, please email me for my send address. me money. <laughs> it's called Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. God will bless you if you subscribe. Oh, God, absolutely. Yeah, I just thought that was weird. You know, obviously they were in astrology. You know, now we know. Mm. You know, and I remember towards the tail end of his career where he started going crazy, like they were taking most of <laughs> the decisions he was making behind closed doors um, by their whatever their spiritual leader, like uh, Josh said. Yeah, it just blows my mind. 
Um, other famous notable people to be gripped by the magic bug in the late 60s, early 70s, and now, even really think about it, um, were the Beatles, who of studied, oh, of course, yeah, go figure. Yeah. Uh, they studied under Maharishi Yogi uh, to learn transcendental meditation, or even Mick Jagger, who became good friends with Cavendish himself. And he probably sold his soul to the devil himself. Well, yeah, he's still alive. How's, he how's, still how's, moves like that at how old? Yeah, how is Mick Jagger alive and Tom Petty isn't? It's maybe yeah. Mick Jagger is the devil himself. It, you know what? It really wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. <laughs> Let's not cast judgment, folks. God damn it! I mean, the Rolling Stones aren't even that good. Did they? Okay, no, they weren't. Thank you for saying that. I, I mean, didn't want to admit it. The, but I'm they, just saying, they are, good songs are fucking incredible, and they have about an album's worth of them. Yeah. They do have some really good songs, but they have a lot of, a lot of filler, a lot I, of trash. Agreed. And for as long as I've been around, yeah. Well. Write in if you hate that comment that we just yeah, made. I'm but I'm gonna, we're going to stick uh, by it. Because don't not. write in because I don't fucking care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so to clarify, as we discuss the differences between magic with a C and magic ending with a K, uh, is mainly showmanship type of things like rabbits being pulled from a hat versus uh, incantations, numerology, or spells. Obviously, one form over another is a little bit more tamed down and socially acceptable as the other one. Many times the word occult comes into play while discussing the latter. That word obviously is not as socially acceptable as, say, abracadabra, which, funny as it sounds, we will cover uh, later to find out that there's more to words such as abracadabra than we were led to think, which I stumbled on this fact and I thought it was crazy, so we're going to go into some of that. Um, but let's define the definition of occult, just so we are marching down the same path on that. So occult comes from the Latin word meaning hidden, Classically speaking, occult philosophy points to the existence of an unseen dimension of life whose forces are felt on and through us. That's a big sentence right there. <laughs> but does that clarify occult? Because I'm not too sure if it does, but that's what the definition is. Yeah. You it know, just means obscured and hidden, not necessarily yeah. evil or anything. Been around forever. To do with ghosties and demons yeah. and shit. Exactly. Exactly. So let's lay down some basics. Uh, magic depends heavily on mimicry. When a magician musters the full power of his will and acts in a certain way, he or she or it, I guess it's a new time now, so let's just be politically correct, I guess, uh, believes that they cause the forces of the universe outside of them to act in the same way. This is kind of a key. So this is an extension of one of the foremost rules of magic. As, As above, above, so, so below. I just love saying that. That's cool. It was yeah. a cool show too. Wasn't that movie? I, I never watched that movie. It's crazy. Underneath the catacombs of Paris, In I think Paris, what it was yeah, I, I kind of know yeah. what it was about, but yeah. So as a magician behaves below, so will the forces of the universe behave above. Um, no matter what form of magic is being used, it all stems and follows this basic rule. Whether it be spells, symbols, astrology, alchemy, it's all about power. Power to take control of something. Um, your life, maybe. Another person. Your future. It all falls under humans taking the power back from the universe, so they feel empowered to belong to something larger than just their skin and bones. And we're going to dive into both sides of the magic realm that is a rabbit hole of its own. And trust me, I spent two weeks reading this book and doing this write-up, and my mind is in a strange place. Right. I'm just, just going to say, just I can't gonna wait, say Yeah, I can't wait to hear what you got. Oh, it's crazy. So no matter what kind you are speaking of, we're going to have a quick uh, promotional break. And then we will open the gates on the world of magic. Stand by. Follow Strange Uncles down the rabbit hole of the wild and bizarre. 
as they uncover history that shouldn't be talked about, topics that don't fit into the norm, and conspiracies that sometimes run amok. Find our website at mystrangeuncles.com, follow us on Twitter or Instagram at strangeuncles, or check out our YouTube channel, Strange Uncles Podcast, where we are adding new content every week. Open the gates. So since I'm the one reading this, um, I'm just going to speak first person for a second, real quick in the beginning, then we're going to go from there. So I'll admit it. I'm a sucker for illusions. I loved them my whole life, and it was at the edge of my seat when I was a kid watching the infamous David Copperfield walk through the Great Wall of China or was in awe as he made the Statue of Liberty disappear. The whole time I was glued to the screen. My dad was in the background mumbling something to the effect of uh, what a load of horseshit everything was, which kind of ruined it for me, but whatever. You know? Fair. Yeah, very fair. I mean... <laughs> It okay. It's not real, but damn, is it so cool? I love yeah. watching. Yeah, right. Like the stereotypical magician. You know, I mean, like would you prefer if he was like, "Hail Satan." I mean, that'd be a creepy dad. He might get child protective <laughs> services coming up or something. I don't know. He's covered in blood behind me with hot wax like, dipping on. That's him. not how you do this, dude. I saw. <laughs> this is how you do this. I saw a guy smash a whole bottle of glass ketchup in a paper bag, and it. it <laughs> I swear he put that in there. It was amazing. It's kind of had to be. So, yeah, it just blows my, especially, you know, in the day and age. And, and we'll kind of get into some of that. Um, at eight years old, my grandma bought me a magic kit for my birthday. Um, I practiced for weeks, believe it or not, guys, on the simplest tricks in the book. But due to my complete fucking lack of patience, gave it up. Realized that I was a better observer than I ever would be an actual magician. This so, actually explains a lot, Shane. Does yeah. it now? Yeah, yeah, I'm painting a picture, ain't I? It's all making, it's yeah. making a lot of sense. <laughs> As I grew older, I delved into the actual mysticism of the other type of magic, the one type spelled with a K, and needless to say, strained far away from the saw, the assistant, and half trick. So we ask you, the listeners, this one question. Define magic. There are many different types of said hocus-pocus, ranging from white magic, black magic, Wiccan, or natural magic, we're going to break down the main types in these two episodes, but starting from the ever-so-popular performance magic, which includes shit like rabbit from a hat, pick a card, any card. I accidentally killed my ex-wife with her own card. You know, basic stuff. Standard. Yeah, that's what as one would do. So let's start with the easy sleazy stuff first. The good old-fashioned switcheroo presto changeo type. And we'll talk about performance magic. I don't know how much of this you know. How many... You guys ever seen magic shows? I even thought oh, to ask yeah. you that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've seen David Blaine. Um, my friend owns a screen printing company, and he used to have a magician every year at the Christmas parties at Kilby Court. And that his, is funny. I wonder if and his name was Magic Dave. I think that might be the same dude that used to come through the melting pot every year on the holidays. Really? Dude, <laughs> Just he was, like go bug people at their tables like, you want to see some magic? Oh, no. Magic Dave was way classier than this. I think I know who you're talking about, though. But, um, yeah, I've seen some magic shows for sure. Magic Dave rules. Uh, we used to just 
at the Christmas parties, there used to be a giant blunt on every table <laughs> and then a little bottle of whiskey. <laughs> of course mm-hmm. there was. And then we'd just get ripped and then Magic Dave would come on and it was one of the best shows ever. <laughs> yeah, that's and he was actually re- he was really good too. He was actually really good. So thank you, Jeremy, for inviting me to your Christmas parties. That's so funny. Uh, Penn and Teller. I've been to it a couple times. And we talked about it a little bit in this article. I mean, it's uh, they put on a good show. Yeah. They've been around forever, you know. But yeah, I think David Matt King I saw too in Vegas. Yeah. Dude, he swallows d- a goldfish or something. David, oh. I saw, I worked the David Blaine show actually, and he blew my mind. See, now when you can say that when you work the show and you, this is the thing about sleight of hand. Again, I never had the patience for it, but when somebody's really good at it, it it just I'm in awe. I mean, like, he didn't how? Even, he didn't even do he didn't even do sleight of hand stuff. I mean, maybe he did a, a little bit of it, but he would call random people up from the audience, and I totally believe they were random people. <laughs> That's um, funny. I and I mean, I'm not going to sit here and describe all the shit he did, but I was blown away. Well, we all have a background for magic. I mean, obviously, performance magic. Um, and, you know, as this episode goes into it and we get into part two, we get a little darker. But um, let's start with the performance stuff. Let's start with the basics and we'll kind of go some from there light, for some, some lighthearted stuff yeah. before we... Yeah, I don't want to dip my, dip my dick into it too much here. Yeah. So we'll go forth. Magic in general has been documented to go as far back as 5,000 years. Yes, I said that. Should I said toe? I should have. <laughs> well, I was just about to make a food joke. Oh, would you really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh. Goes back as far as 5,000 years. Based off the Greek word magia, uh, which gradually morphed into the word magic. Of course, a culture that actually had some documentation, perhaps even depictions of magic tricks in tombs and on walls, were the Egyptians. A man by the name of Henry Westcar was said to actually found a document on papyrus that was from around 2500 BCE that showed a supposed magic trick performed by a magician by the name of Didi. Didi performed an animal decapitation trick for the king. Uh, not sure how it went. Nobody <laughs> talked to the animal afterwards. I mean, did he but put the head back on? Hey, what? king, watch me <laughs> chop this animal's head off. Abracadabra. <laughs> now do it over again. Uh... uh I need another cow. I need another rabbit. <laughs> so there was a Roman group of magicians known as, and I'm going to butcher this one. If anybody can say it better, by all means, um, Acatabulari. Right? Uh, is that sure. as close yeah. as anybody can get? Acatabulari. Acetabulari. There, it could be. Could be a silent uh, Who performed simple cup and ball routines, as well as what was a precursor for the talent of juggling. Aside from that fact, even way back then, people were skeptical and had doubts from that from the get-go. Here's a quote from Seneca the Younger. Such quibbles are just harmlessly deceptive as the juggler's cup and dice, in which it is the very trickery that pleases me. But show me how the trick is done, and I have lost my interest therein. And what a dick. Even way back when. No. Uh, the art of performance magic continued through the years and spread to many cultures. The Chinese were also known to perform magic using lanterns and light tricks as illusions, and those same lantern and light tricks spread throughout Europe. With all of these magicians performing magic across the globe, none of them was ever known to master the art of magic, truly until around 1840, when Jean-Eugene Robert Houdin opened a magic shop in Paris in 1845. By the way, we don't want you to confuse his last name, Houdin, with Houdini. I'm sure most of you know who Houdini is, and uh, odd as it seems, there is no relation, so knock it off. (laughs) But funny enough, Houdini actually went with that name to honor Houdin himself, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that actually is pretty... 
I mean, wow. Think about representing a guy. Yeah. I mean, he's just giving honor to his roots. Yeah, exactly. Too cool. So, and there's a lot more on Houdini um, that we might cover later on, maybe for bonus Patreon that we'll talk about. Uh, yeah, the guy was amazing. There's some one-off magicians that obviously, you know, we really didn't have enough time without making this, a, what, a six-parter. But, you know, suffice to say, you know who he is and we'll go from there. So, kind of funny how Jean stumbled onto the art of magic. Known as a clockmaker, which his father was also, he had sent away for two books on clockmaking. But instead, Amazon delivered two volumes of books about magic instead. Let me catch that. I said Amazon. Amazon. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so I throw it in there for shit. Uh, can we say fate? Because this truly was fate. So instead of sending them back, he studied them and even reached out to other magicians to get mentored. Of course, Jean Houdin had rivals that he had competition with, such as John Henry Anderson out of London and Alexander Herman, just to keep Jean on his toes. Magic gained popularity and others followed in his footsteps, such as Harry Houdini himself, who was born Eric Weiss in 1874 before changing his name to Honor Jean. Known for being the ultimate escape artist, Houdini was also one of the first magicians to try to uncover other people who were duping the public with fake seances and contacting the dead. Houdini never did believe in the dark side of magic, but others did, and we talk about that later on. Yeah, yeah. that was really big around that time. Yeah, I know. Houdini, Houdini hated the like spiritualists and all that. He just thought they were all he was like phony. The first great Randy. He really was. Yeah, I guess in a way. Yeah. No, and it was crazy too in that day. And I think we've got a write up on um, our website, mystrangeuncles.com, about just the early days of uh, turn of the century occultism. It was just it ran rampant. Especially in America. Oh, yeah. The whole spiritualist movement was fucking insane. Yeah. yeah. And while I probably think 90% of them were hoaxers and bullshitters, yeah. I, I do think there's maybe, maybe not even 10%, maybe 5%, 2% that uh, had something. I don't know. But I like to... Have either of you guys watched Penny Dreadful on Showtime? Eh, I wasn't no. that into it. I thought it was fun, but it was about all based of that. on all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I read the book that actually was based off the writings of Dan Aykroyd's great granddad. Yeah, um, who was a dentist, and but coincidentally enough, he was a spiritualist as well. And it was just it was weird. I mean, all the memoirs that he put down together and what he believed in, and that's kind of what got Dan Aykroyd into things too. Um, I think Mu talked a little bit about that a few episodes ago. Yeah. It just it's a good book, but at the same time, you know, you're talking turn of the century, you know, cameras are just being invented, you know, you got people are trying to hoax them from the beginning. They're taking technology and using it for their advantage, mm -hmm. even way back when. And, you know, so you get a lot of uh a lot of family that miss their loved ones so much, they were willing to kind of, you know, grab you onto a, that string. Yeah, you get a lot of good con artists yeah, taking exactly. that money. Tons of them. In fact, there's a whole town in upstate New York that was based like the whole town was full of mediums. And saying it's just some spiritualist, uh, kind of excuse me what it was named, but um, the, it, the town was founded, and that's all that was in here. And people would travel from thousands of miles to go to this place. I feel like that's but still a it's, thing. It's a thing. Yeah, it's a I town. Think that, I think that's still a I wonder. I wish that we knew what that was called. <laughs> yeah, it was in that book, and I, you know, escapes me. So, um, let's not forget about the magic clubs and groups that popped up, such as Magic Circle, who had a club within a club, which it, like a Russian doll, I guess. I don't know how that works. Um, called the, like Disneyland. <laughs> it does, doesn't it, though? Um, it was called the Elite Inner Club. So, you know, they had a spin for the name. As magic and history progressed, other magicians came to be famous, and as technology advanced, so did the tricks. 
magicians such as David Nixon and Tommy Cooper were some of the first TV magicians. Tommy Cooper, for example, standing six foot four and wearing his infamous red fez, was one of the greatest magicians and comedians to come out of the UK at the time. Uh, crazy fact, Tommy Cooper actually had a massive heart attack on stage performing in 1984. It is surreal to watch as the entire crowd thought it was just him doing his shtick, when in reality he suffered a heart attack, fell to the ground, and you literally watch him take his last breath. That's fucking morbid, Did you guys dude. see that? That Fuck is no. insane. Oh, you, oh, we got, uh, like, on a break, you should uh, pull that up much. It's like a minute and ten seconds. Yeah. It, it is, because everybody's laughing. Like they're oh it's fucking him just doing his thing, and he just collapses and and sits there and tries to stand up and he can't and he goes down and it, it and then you realize what's going on oh yeah it's yeah it's not how yeah. long did it take before people are like wait I, I well there was a video I think I saw a couple of years ago before this kind of game popularity where you could see the stage hands literally like he fell down and the crowd goes down and the, and you see the stage hands reach out of the curtain and pull his body out in the curtains and off the stage. I can't find that full video anymore anywhere, but wow. they just like cut it off at the end. But it, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's wouldn't you feel like such a shitty person? Like I literally was laughing at a man dying of a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't think I'd ever go to any show ever, ever. Again, I think that would be the last time. So anyway, um, others followed in their footsteps, like Paul Daniels, who was called the godfather of magic. Another was a masked magician who had a show called Breaking the Magician's Code. Where that he was would fun. Oh, did you see that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember hearing about it. I don't think I ever saw it. Uh, where he would perform the tricks and then explain them. This really pissed off other magicians, as one would imagine, that were trying to keep their secrets close at hand. He was later revealed to be Val Valentino, who said he just wanted to put some interest back in the magic hat, sort of speak. Wish I had a symbol. Um, let's not forget about Penn and Teller, who were also some of the founders for revealing magic tricks to the world, and they still perform in Vegas to this day. Uh, in fact, we talked about it a little bit. I, it's a great show. Mm-hmm. I mean, they put on a great show. Uh, do you so, watch their show that's on like fucking ABC or something where it's like- uh, It's on CW. It's um, Fullis. Yeah. yeah. Which I find funny because the award is like a big F you that hmm. they give out to the people. That, so that's what they of, win. So if they can, if they don't know how the trick is performed, yeah. Then yeah. And they just they get a giant F you. Yeah. I, I think there's more to it. I think they get like a stand in a fucking, like a. There's some people that show, got, sh- yeah, yeah, they get like a, and then noticed and then some backing yeah. and, you know, type thing. I mean, but I people guess are being from on the world, TV, you know. it's like American Idol for magic. It is, That's but cool. some of those guys, I yeah, I don't know. Some are really, really good. The car tricks are what gets me. I mean, a good sleight of the hand car trick guy blows my mind every time, especially when the camera's right there watching everything. Yeah, and you think you got it, you got a dish, you got you're seeing everything's going on, and for some reason, nothing. So, David Copperfield, Amazing Jonathan, Harry Blackstone, Siegfried and Roy, Amazing Randy. The list goes on and on, and there are thousands of magicians and hundreds of influential ones that have made their mark. As times change, so do the tricks. Chris Angel is a good one. Well, I don't know. I'm not a Chris Angel fan. I don't know if he's a good one or not, but he does things differently. It's new age, and you know he puts on a pretty good show. Is that what it is? Anyway, I don't know. Um, he does well. He's in Vegas too, as in most of the magicians are. So you know, you can pick and choose on whatever you want to see. Um, things are going to change. Things will change in 20 years, 30 years, 50 years. As technology changes, as humankind changes, as far as what we like and what we know, 
I'm sure magicians and magic are going to change with the same thing, and yeah. it's just going to evolve. Well, you know? and, uh, Amazing Randy, he kind of spent his career trying to prove these people wrong. Yeah. I, I know in yeah. uh, he has a part in Annie Jacobson's book about um, how put off and mm -hmm. um, the Stanford Research Institute yeah, the, and all their remote the viewing and stuff. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. he was trying to debunk them and he was trying to debunk Uri Geller. Like he hates Uri. Oh, I remember Uri Geller. Yeah, he hates Uri Geller. Huge rivalry. Yeah. yeah, like so he like tried to discount Uri Geller as much as he possibly could. I think that's the main reason he went after SRI was because they early on were associated with Uri Geller, and he mm -hmm. was like, nope, it's all fake then. Yep. Yeah, they did have him involved in a lot of that from the get-go, didn't they? I mean, yeah. he, was, yeah. he was one of their golden boys. Right. Um, right. I, and I watched a documentary on The Great Randy. Uh, I watched that too, but it it's was, been a long time. It was really good, kind of sad. It was sad. You know, he, um, yeah, I think I watched that documentary too. Like, at the it, at the end of it, it just kind of seems like he was just kind of bitter and pissed. And Uri Geller comes waltzing in like, "I never had a problem with you," and he's like, "Fuck you." Yeah, <laughs> but as one does. But I totally understand why he would be like think that SRI was just huge charlatans if they were early associated with Uri Geller. Yeah, but if he boys. if he knew anything, I mean, they weren't. I no. mean, maybe Uri Geller has definitely done shady shit or something or. But I think like, there, well, there's also been some pretty incredible things. Yeah, he just assumed that because they were associated with him, all of their results were based off bad science. Because yeah, for sure, he was associated with them. Well, what gets me, you know, before we did the remote remote viewing episode, I mean, I always knew Yuri Geller just to oh, that's a spoon bending guy. Uh, well, that's what no he's known clue. for. Right. Well, I had no clue he had this other stuff in the background for remote viewing. It just absolutely blew my mind with it. So yeah, I yeah, weird. We are kind of going to wrap up that course of the magic and then roll into the other side of the magic. And this is where it gets a little deep, a little darker. Um, we're going to take our time on this other side and kind of see where we go with this. Uh, I yeah. think we got a quote, don't we? We recognize that in ordinary life, someone who has a strong personality can make himself obeyed by the force of his will. The same thing is considered true in magic, but to a much greater degree. Man is potentially God, and the human will, wielded by a magician who has learned how to concentrate and project it, has potentially the limitless power of God. As 19th century French magician Eliphas Levi put it, to affirm and will what ought to be is to create. To affirm and will what ought not to be is to destroy. So when we discuss types of magic, the different categories will make your fucking head swim. And I, I'm again the book of two weeks of being deep into this. Yeah, I'm in a weird place. Uh, the magic we covered above falls into the types such as parlor magic, up close magic, illusionist magic. You get the drift; they're all the same. It's all hokey pokey stuff. However, there's another side of this whole magic thing. These types can range anywhere from chaos magic, paranormal magic, or black magic. Let's dip our toe into that kind, if we can. Uh, where the start of magic, as mentioned above, formed around 5,000 years ago, uh, dark magic or black magic really didn't get us footy into the medieval times. Now, I was talking to Josh earlier, and yeah, you were correct. Medieval times, um, you know, th these things happened before that. But really, the stories and the encounters and the written of these things being found out really didn't start happening till 13th, 14th, 15th century. Even though there are reports of things in ancient times before I think, that. I think the point I was trying to make was more that 
maybe that's when it started being thought of as like the dark arts and before that it was just accepted like cl- yeah classified and more shuffled into this fucking yeah, realm yeah every king had a magician in his court and like not a magician jester not schmendrick but like the an actual bonafide wizard was type thing seriously yes a sorcerer yeah. some yeah. dude that was doing spells and yeah. stuff to help the kingdom and help the king right so so maybe in europe that's when it started being considered that way but like all throughout the mediterranean like mm. pharaohs had wizards like well you know. and and honestly i think on the reading that might come where okay some of these things these encounters were more documented because it did go behind closed doors and behind the curtain. And so I'm like, wait a minute, this fucking guy's doing this or this group is doing this. And that's kind of where we're at. Roman authors or philosophers such as Seneca, Pliny, or Galen were some of the first to write about magic thought, which is kind of where you're going by. Right. Uh, Where the barriers of not just fooling someone with a ball and a cup sufficed. But what kind of influence would or could magic have in the natural world? This is where we bring ideas in of astrology, medicines, natural sciences, etc. All these things have some fundamental base of what magic could possibly become. Keep in mind, we were still in the dark ages, trying to stumble out of our shell and try to own who we were as a species. Uh, this medieval time frame is where we started playing with the medicine and herbs, for example. Not just performing on or learning about how biology works, but how natural things around us, such as herbs, concoctions, potions, etc., played into our everyday lives. We're going to get more into that right after this break. Believe in UFOs? Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? Contemplate the other side of reality. Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801-252-6945. Open the gates. Now, it's true that the period before the medieval days, we were trying to progress as a species. But as we moved into the 14th century, uh, shit got weird. So first off, let's talk about the infamous witch. We talked about witches back in episode 16 of season two, which that was another fun one, actually. Mm-hmm. Learned Necropans. a lot of stuff on that. I know. I yeah. can't get that out of my mind, to be honest with you. Fucking creepy. That was one of my favorite parts of that trip is going to that little... I That would be one of mine, too. Little definitely. Uh, museum. So... Um, But we need to mention them again here just for reference. Although the term witch was known as one of the major things for the medieval times, it really didn't come to play into the 15th century. On top of the fact, women were fucking dumb. Now, before you write in and hate us all, let me finish that sentence. Let me rephrase that. Women were seen as dumb back in the day. Therefore, men were the ones with access to all the books, the knowledge, etc. That's just how... It was lined up back then. Thank you for so, clearing that up. I, yeah, I don't also, want to get hate mail. Uh, if I, I do get hate mail, it's Stolius Bones at... No, send that <laughs> shit right to strangeuncles at gmail.com. Attention, Shane. <laughs> yeah, we got big, bold letters. So um, there are a lot more men performing so-called magic long before women were associated with it. It wasn't until a book by the name of Malleus Maleficarum, or Hammer of the Witches, written in 1487 by Henrik Kramer, kind of put the whole witch thing out there. Henrik's warning was that women were lustful, carnal creatures that could easily be swayed by the devil himself. Actually, I remember in Iceland, there was only one woman Mm -hmm. that was actually uh, 
It was mostly killed. men. It was it was yeah. all men besides yeah. one woman. And then then here and then also yeah. yeah yeah. So although there were some offshoots, I think in Sweden they had a. Rampant women flying in brooms or something. They had some witch epidemic happen for some weird um, reason. I, so I, I feel like the damn Iceland witch epidemic. Yeah, <laughs> I would like, like to the catch exception that. Where it was mostly men. Yeah, I think in right. Europe proper it was mostly women. Yeah, yeah. Um, now before this, the so-called Christian churches really didn't give two shits about spells or witches in general. It was condemned. But it's kind of like fucking livestock. So you shouldn't do it, but no one's really going to pay attention if you do. Just feel sorry for the sheep involved in the said sex act. So gross. there's that. Gross. Yeah, it is a little gross. Yeah, thanks for that. I'm going to go on record and say that's gross. <laughs> Noted, yeah. sir. When 16th century rolled around, the church started paying attention, and that's when all hell broke loose. That portion of history we really don't have to go down. It's pretty common as it is. Suffice to say, thousands of innocent women lost their lives to the stakes in the fire for no apparent reason. Not saying there wasn't a bona fide witch or two in the mix, because maybe there was. Just saying there wasn't very even keel. And yeah, we had a lot well, of loss there. I mean, you are the more even keel of the three of us, I guess. So you should be the one to make that judgment. More, more level-headed, I guess, was what the <laughs> name more, more As I'm reading a whole fucking thing on magic. Jesus. Uh, the funny thing about magic in that time frame was the fact that it seemed there was no definitive line in the sand for what was magic and what was science. I mean, I think basically back in that time, science was magic. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, it was both. Very I mean, much. It was kind of like throwing a fucking you know, needle in a haze. Hey, we're going to see if this works. We're going to uh, see if this sticks. Oh, no. You're you know performing the devil's work. Yeah, and not to jump ahead too much, but I mean, even when you get into more civilized times and you're talking about alchemy, like that was still considered science and magic. Mm-hmm. It really, yeah, and it was documented as such too. So, known as natural magic, many doctors performed a mix of medicine and magic. For example, a liver from a vulture might be prescribed to a patient that is suffering from liver issues. This was known as sympathetic magic. Part of this magic belief was that telling a certain story would direct the healing powers to the patient, or placing the herb vervain on a patient's forehead would force them to speak their fate, therefore, diagnose their issue. As the medieval period came and went, Magic stayed and magic grew and sometimes morphed into something that some people won't even mention, such as black magic, which we will mention later on. But right now, we have this. A few early examples of black magic. In 1329, Pierre Ricordi, a Carmelite friar, was sentenced to imprisonment for life for invoking demons and making wax images to win the love of women. I mean, hey. Whatever you got to do. As right? one would. I mean, yeah. all is fair in right? love and war. Right? <laughs> he molded the wax with his own blood and spittle. That's sick. So far, I don't find a problem with this. Yeah. I mean, Anybody? No, I mean, Anybody? No, I, I like this. <laughs> I like this friar. This is a friar of the people. Um, <laughs> and then he burned the image under the woman's threshold. He said he had seduced three women in this way and had given thanks to Satan with sacrifices afterward. Hail Satan. All right. In 1315, Hugerod, Bishop of Cahors, and two other bishops who were fanatical enemies of the Pope, John XXII, were accused of plotting the Pope's death by poison and sorcery. They first tested the efficiency of their magic by killing the Pope's favorite nephew with a wax image, and then went on to the main task. Three wax images were baptized in full form with the names of the Pope and two leading members of his court. They were hidden in loaves of bread and sent to the papal court at Avignon. 
The messengers were searched and caught along with other stuff, poisons, herbs, arsenic, quicksilver, rat's tails, spiders, toads, mint, vervain, and wait for it, the hair of a criminal who had been hanged. Nobody else has that in their knapsack right now. Yeah, I do. I mean, I go to work with at least half that stuff. <laughs> well, how you, how else are you going to get there safely? Poisons, yeah, exactly. herbs, arsenic. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Lo and behold, Hugh Road was found guilty, flayed alive, and burned in 1317. And I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there that maybe he was framed. <laughs> you think so? It was all fucking So are up. these kind of wax images, it kind of sounds like they're the maybe not the first, but it sounds like they are one of the first uh, voodoo dolls. Yeah. They're, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know I forget I mean? the technical term for it, not icons, but... Uh, I know what you're going for. Yeah. They're, they're not sigils because sigils are the characters written or this is... Um, Dang it, dude. You caught us off guard. They found these. So in England, they found these like in old chimneys, old houses built like in the 1600s. Um, they had one the other last year that they demolitioned. Yeah, and we when talked they about pulled it the chimney part. too long ago. Yeah, it was one of the news things. And they found this little fucking doll and this little witch thing going Almost on. Almost like effigies, except for like yeah. more meaningful than effigies. Hmm. So this goes back... And and we're going to kind of wrap up this episode and get into part two here shortly. But Jesus. this kind of goes back to power. And something resembles something as above, so below. And it's the same thing. So by embracing this and doing something like this, this is going to cause this other thing to happen. This is kind of the format of chaos magic in a way. Well, it kind of just reminds me of the power of intention. Yeah. Except positive so, enforcement. So it's like, well, maybe not positive. I think everybody right, well, yeah. everybody right now, you go to some uh, some uplifting um, uh, motivational speaker, and you know they'll be like, you know the the power of intention. You just got to think it. If you think it, you'll yeah, will like it. the and secret like, and like Tony yeah, Robbins and shit yeah. Like that. And I mean, to me, this all sounds like the power of intention and the secret. You know, I'm going to make this little wax image. I'm going to place it under this lady's threshold and i'm just gonna will that yeah that lady's this is what i'm gonna to focus this on this is what this i is want what I, this is yep. what i want yep. this is what will yep. happen and i mean i maybe in a way that is a form of magic well okay so we're gonna cover that on part two but this is something i want to throw out there real quick and I, I talked to you guys earlier before but and again maybe my head's in a weird place and for those of you who no, no, Shane, I'm you're the most level-headed out of us Shut all. Shut the fuck up. I yeah. regret throwing that out there <laughs> not, completely. Not at all jealous. Your crazy shit not going on. Not at right? all jealous. <laughs> so with this being said, um, spend time reading this book. Spend time doing the write-up for the most part. You guys helped as well. You know, We did some research. We, we put this together because we really wanted to do this justice. And um, you loop in. So recently, Hellier, for example, and I'm going to promote yeah. him a little bit because no, it's a great show. Honestly, Everyone it's a great show. It. Yeah, fantastic. They talk a lot about synchronicities and things that just line up with positive enforcement. So I'm doing this. I was doing the revision today. You know, making some word changes, things like that. Email out to you guys. And uh, I have these news threads that I belong to. Some just weird shit here and there, and they fall down. Most of the time, this one news thread throws me horror stuff, you know, scary and blood and all this other, you know, not really nothing, necessarily anything in this realm. This time today, I'm finishing this up. I sent it out to you guys. Literally five minutes later, I get this news thread and it has an article of uh, Houdini's life 
and times and what he did. Okay. And it had an article of chaos magic. Now it's weird because this news thread usually doesn't even entail this type of stuff when it comes to magic. Cause that's something totally different. It doesn't even deal with. And, and I just automatically thought, Oh, that's weird. That's kind of a weird synchronicity. And, and I, I don't know, call me crazy or am I level headed? Crazy. <laughs> Probably a little bit crazy. <laughs> so that is strange though. I mean, it's strange. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I it's don't know. strange and I like it. The line between uh, coincidence and synchronicity is pretty fucking thin. It really is. It really is. And I think if we pay more attention to it, and again, like you were saying, John, you drive more to that, um, something's bound to happen somewhere if you really have that belief system. doesn't matter what that belief system is, but if you will it to be, well, and who's to say? When you're talking about like chaos magic specifically, it's very about... Well, what I've read on it so far, it's very the power of intention is very, very upfront in that. Oh, very much so. Yeah, I yeah. I'm just gonna go on and say that I believe in the power of intention as well. I yeah. I absolutely I do too. I well, I'm not gonna ruin the whole thing, but at the end of it, um, we do a wrap up. But I, I do. I believe that if you really have your mind in set place. It's there's something there. So, which I mean, anyway. I, get, I mean, you can just say, well, you worked really hard for it and you did this and that to make it happen. And it was, yeah, but you nothing, could, but I mean, you had the intention to do that. Otherwise, right. you wouldn't have. You but, had the ambition to do that. And there's true. some really, really good like, people that really just have positive, good ambition and they're fucking good people. Yeah. I just mean in the even like that simple of a sense, like if you don't intend to do something, you won't. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. sure, there are people make mistakes or whatever, but it, yeah. when you're talking about working really hard for something, you're not going to work for some really hard for something you don't intend to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I this think is there's something just for a that. convoluted so. pitch for the Patreon. I intend <laughs> for you to give us your money. Yeah, that's right. As, <laughs> as your hands are clutching like you have money in your hands. That's not even <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, we're going to wrap this up, but we're going to do some promos uh, in case we already haven't. Patreon's there. Um, you can write us at strangeuncles at gmail.com if you're too shy to call. Tell us your story. Give us insight. Uh, let us know kind of what we're doing, where we're at. Um, if you want to call us, you can call us at 801-252-69-45 and tell us your story. Christ. We won't even admit who you are. If you don't want to be recognized, we will not um, in, divulge your name. And uh, keep in mind when you call that number, uh, at least three minute messages at a time. And sometimes this confuses people. Um, just call back and, you know, the magic of podcasting can splice that all together and we'll make it seem seamless on your side. Yeah. And also do make sure if you don't want to be named that you say that because otherwise know. it's fair game. Otherwise we're throwing you, your kids, your wife, everything out there. Okay. It'll all be done. Okay. I don't know about okay. going that far. <laughs> so. But Easier anyway. cowboy. That's actually not true. Don't That's not true at all. Uh, MyStrangeUncles.com for website. We have some write-ups on there. You can also find the podcast and uh, and leave your discussion topics um, at that point. So with that being said, I have nothing else. Do you gents have anything? Not that no, I can't wait. Not until next week. Oh, I can't wait till next week. Next week we'll finalize and put a pin in this pig. Um, hopefully not for real. I'm, I mean, I'm not putting a pen I, in any I pig. don't know what that even fucking means. That's another one of your weird Montana It's a, It's things. a voodoo thing, but whatever. Grandpa yeah. Shane. Yeah. Whatever. Shut up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Close it gets. <laughs>